I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Four man rush. Love has Jones in stride. Aaron Jones racing to the end zone and he's in. Touchdown, Green Bay. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, BetMGM is the best in market for NFL future odds. They do offer some of the best odds in market for NFL futures this season, such as Will Anderson, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Log in and win with the King <laughs> of Sportsbooks today. Had to get subtle there. All right, let's continue our look for this Sunday. Packers and Falcons. Uh, Packers were one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, but now it's the home team Falcons who are one-and-a-half-point favorites. The total here is 40. And, Joe, I think one of the reasons why we're seeing such a big flip-flop is the health of the wide receiver position for the Packers. Christian Watson's absence is going to hurt them again. If Jordan Love really is going to be the best or second-best quarterback in that division, well, guess what? He really needs his full complement of talent, and that really hasn't uh, happened, at least so far. And so what I find interesting here is when we're talking about this Falcons rushing attack, Joe, it's what they do on outside runs, which makes them oh so special with Bijan Robertson, uh, Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. They amassed plus 28 rushing yards over expected, second highest of week one behind the 49ers. They can score that way too. And look, the Packers struggle with outside runs, including last season. They weren't very good at containing those. They weren't Chargers bad, but they were pretty far down the league standings. And so as far as this game is concerned, I think the first half is ultimately going to decide this outcome. So I'm looking at first half numbers here. I think the Packers can cover the half a point. But when it comes to full game, a lot of it involves tempo, what the score is, things like that. So it's a little bit unpredictable. But I do want to back the better quarterback in Jordan Love, at least in the first half. Mm. Both quarterbacks here have a lot of questions that need to be answered. Both fan bases still wondering. I, I don't know exactly what we have. And it, interesting that you're willing to say that Jordan Love is the better quarterback. I certainly understand where you're coming from. Uh, what we've seen so far from the Falcons is they're not going to push the ball down the field with Ritter. It's going to be a more conservative style. Now, that was that game script, or is – what are they going to do when they're down by a couple of scores? They're going to run into that, even though they have a very soft schedule this weekend. I mean, his ADOT was uh, the shortest in the NFL. Uh, air yards to the sticks, worst in the NFL. He was throwing it on average eight yards shy of the sticks. Uh, but bottom line for me, guys, in this one, 
I like the Falcons' strong run game against the weak run defense historically from the Packers. We'll see if it's a, as weak as it's been uh, in the past coming up this season. Now, Jordan Love, yeah, he, he had the, the good win here for the Packers against the Bears, but it, it felt like midweek, maybe not so much now because the numbers come back a little bit, and I think it's a fair number now. I, I felt that the Falcons should be for, short favorites at home in this spot. Uh, Jordan Love was third worst completion percentage below expectation uh, last week. The Aaron Jones one is big. He, he scored two touchdowns last week in about three quarters. He had 127 total yards, and uh, we'll see if he's going to be out there. I know this is a weekly thing, but Bakhtiari did not practice either. So those are some key, key players for the Packers that could be out. I do like the Falcons. It, it felt like an overreaction. Uh, I really liked it at getting the point, but it's, I'm not going to be off of it at one. Atlanta minus one, one and a half, because I think they're going to win the game. There's some twos out there now. I like the Packers plus two. I like what I saw out of Jordan Love. I get it. It was against a weak Bears defense, but I'm giving the Packers the edge here on the road, also because I like the coaching advantage that they have. I do think the Packers did a pretty good job of containing Justin Fields, and I think they'll do the same with Desmond Ritter. So I'm taking the dogs on the road with the Packers. I don't know if there's a prop in particular that stands out to me in this game. I mean, I guess maybe we're not, maybe we're assuming that Robinson will evolve into the bell cow back, but I still feel like that Tyler Algier, at least with, with week two, will still see significant playing time. And so I'm a little uncomfortable betting on either running back for the Falcons, but is there a prop that stands out to you, Joe? Yeah, uh, I hear where you're coming from. Maybe Bijan will come up later, later in the show when we talk about some stat categories. But the number's short. It's 54 and a half rushing yards. So that that's, I find, pretty enticing. When we look at this number later in the year, it's going to be much, much higher. And I think the market is saying it. We, we, we don't quite know how it's going to be, at least in the first month of the season. Both guys are going to be used. Uh, Algier, let's see, he's plus 165 to get, to get a touchdown. I, I think Arthur Smith is handling it correctly. And... I wonder. I, I do have. I, I have faith in both coaches. To be honest, I don't. I don't see the disparity that Aaron does. So I'm. I'm looking forward to this game because uh, this will tell. Will give us a better clue on what these uh, teams have a quarterback because I, I think the teams don't even know at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. In terms of props, if I'm on the Packers side, <laughs> I had to look there. I, I took a look at tight end Luke Musgrave. So he had 50 yards, four targets, three receptions last week. His props at 31 and a half. So I'm going to go over on Luke Musgrave. Very good. Let's move on now to the Bears and the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite at home. The total is 40 and a half. You guys see the story about Baker Mayfield figuring out the Vikings defensive signals and he was able yes. to perform more confidently in the second half or whatever. Well, in that second half, the Bucks gained 110 passing yards and one score and the rushing game was non-existent. So even though they are banging on trash cans to figure out what the signals are, it didn't seem to matter very much. I think just about any run-of-the-mill offense probably would have performed similarly against the Vikings in that spot. So I guess that's good to know, but it really didn't matter very much. But I think what that tells me, though, in the perfect world, there is an obvious ceiling 
to Tampa Bay's offense. So then the question is, does Chicago have that obvious ceiling? I think in week two, the answer is yes. Justin Fields' average depth of target in week one was 3.3 yards. I actually see that as a positive because when we think of Justin Fields, it's all about hanging on to the ball too long and trying to scramble and then throwing it deep, hoping that something magically can happen, and it never, ever does. So I look at this, Joe, and say, you know what? If he's learning to check down and he's comfortable doing it, I think that's a positive sign. At the same time, I am going to lay the points and take Tampa Bay. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> Why would Rashad White put that out there about the signals? I didn't understand no. that. Like, what is what is the upside in doing that? I, I, I didn't get that one at all. But it's it's an interesting story. The Bears are going to adjust. They have to adjust. How many times are we going to have this story about the favorite flipping? Because that's exactly what happened. On the look ahead, the Bears are short favorites. Now Tampa Bay's the favorite. It got out to three, some buyback on the Bears. So now we're sitting at two and a half at most spots. The Fields wasn't pushing it down the field at all. The two times they did, what do you know? Long touchdown to Mooney, 20-yard completion to Mooney. It worked out. I, we're going to see more of that. We're going to see a concerted effort to get DJ Moore involved. He only had two catches for 25 yards last week. What a joke. We don't know if Chase Claypool is going to be active. They tried to talk that down a little bit yesterday, but on Wednesday, Eberflus kind of do- totally dodged the question. Like, his tape is really bad. We talked about that with Brad Spielberger uh, the other day. Um, Baker Mayfield is awful as a favorite. He's 0-8 the last eight times he's been a favorite. So when you're expecting him to come through, he just doesn't. Um, I understand why people bet on the Bears plus three. I don't really love an angle in this game outside of, now the Bears are in a good teaser range. If you have any trust there, uh, you can get them to plus eight and a half. As we're getting close to these games, there are some teasers uh, revealing themselves. Now, 
that Tampa-Minnesota game, that was a turnover game. We talked about that with the Vikings. And the Vikings beat them up in the box score. So I'm not going to go too far. And they knew the signals. and They still didn't do all that much on offense. So that's – I'd be concerned. Um, there was no way I was going to lay Tampa Bay minus three. This, this is a Bears teaser spot for me. Feels like the Bears could go 0-2 on the season. Tampa Bay is mm-hmm. coming off that surprising week one win, but now that we know Baker had the signals, it's still kind of head-scratching that I thought he just still looked okay. He got through it, and maybe it's because he was better in the second half and started to figure things out. I think I'm going to pass. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I was floored by how low Justin Fields passing prop 169 and a half he's an actual NFL quarterback no he's not that is (laughs) I just wow and then the rushing yards for Fields is intriguing it seems sharp 59 last week and the prop 59 and a half I'm like I can't do anything with that except maybe look under there is a 60 and a half too DJ Moore's 42 and a half. Huh. All the chatter this offseason about what the Bears are going to be now that uh, Justin Fields has a number one receiver after one whole game. Like, yeah, let's make that prop 42 and a half. Safety Jesse Bates was great, though. And so I, I think this Falcons defense may be a little underrated, uh, especially when it comes to defending the pass. So I, I can see why that number is uh, mighty low. Just contextually, mm-hmm. never mind the insults we're spewing here pertaining to Justin Fields. Let's move on now to uh, 49ers and Rams. San Francisco, seven and a half point favorites on the road. Total 44 and a half. Don't really have a play on this game, except that I am afraid of Sean McVay because he may pull a rabbit out of the hat and keep this game mighty, mighty close. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, this is just one of those games. I'm going to be on the sideline. I totally agree with you. Shanahan has McVay's number, but after what we saw last week, I don't know how you can't be concerned about McVay if you're the 49ers. I don't see them taking them lightly. This number's come down throughout Mm -hmm. the week, sitting at 7.5. You just mentioned that. It was 8.5, kind of in that no man's land, much of the week. So it's coming down a little bit. You know, Stafford just reminded us, when healthy, I can still get it done, even without Cooper Cup. 334 passing yards last week. Nobody saw this coming. And uh, Aaron, if they close as touchdown or more dogs, it's going to be the first time since Sean McVay's been with the Rams where they've been underdogs of at least a touchdown. And the Rams held the Seahawks offense to 180 yards. So it'll be interesting to see which team can carry the momentum. If the Niners look dominant again, they might be the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. This is BetQL really Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, John Daigle from 4 for 4 and BetSperts will join us to look at his favorite plays on the Week 2 card. That's right here on the BetQL Network.